Everybody, welcome to another episode of a series podcast. My name is Turk, and I got Kelster here. Um, I didn't even ask your real name. What's your real name? Uh, just Cal. Cal. Okay, cool. That's easier to put in the in the title of the video. What's good, Cal? Doing pretty good. Talked uh, to in a while. Yeah, it's. I haven't been able to swing by the stream. Most of your stream times are when I'm working. So. Yeah, I get that a lot. I really do almost neglect neglect my na viewers and my, my and na friends so to say ship me so you play for the crl that's that's one of the topics we're going to discuss today can you introduce yourself a little bit to everyone? yeah so i am a, a fifth year college student in na uh i've been doing crl since my freshman year um these days i haven't been in like the the main bracket thing but we still compete for fun and like all the there's a lot of like summer tournaments, spring tournaments. Um, but the main broadcast you see is so saturated with pretty fucking cracked players these days. So it's uh, it went from being like a, it, it, in its early days, it's actually really memed on uh, for being like a like a champion league. Um, and it was really funny. But these days, like even if you have a full SSL team, you might not even qualify. It's actually kind of crazy how That's fucking much cool. it, it, it's crazy how much it's gotten and how big it's grown. Fuck. Because honestly, I had a little bit of a meme thought about it as well. It's like when it first came out, like Sierra, like really, bro, like high school kids, college kids going to play Rocket League for, for tuition. Like, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's gotten to the point where there's like actual like pro players right now, like going to certain colleges for scholarships so they can Fuck play off. in this league. Yeah. I, like who? I, um, I know I, he hasn't been on a team yet, but there was a uh, Rettles who uh, tweeted out. Uh, saying SSG is currently looking for a college to go to together. Um, some of the like tier two pros like Lion Blaze, T Corel, um, they're currently at Northwood, uh, which is where I have a, a close friend of mine that we run a league together. Uh, he's like the sub for that team right now. That's cool as shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I I don't know the numbers offhand. I'd have to find something. But you're making some decent money playing Rocket League, and there's a uh, Schools like Akron, if anyone watches CRL, Akron, Northwood, those um, are colleges that have like actual esports facilities now that they can go in and play. What do you mean by esports facilities? <clears throat> it's basically like a big like arena where they just have a bunch of like gaming computers set up um, mm. where teams either can have team practice so they can like schedule out times they can compete there. Um, so like, you know, you have like a light environment. So you're competing in CRL, not against the other team on land, but you know you get in the fist bumps in and stuff like that. Shit. Um, yeah, I one of my friends even didn't even bring his, up his gaming computer to college. He's like, "Fuck, I'll just go to the esports facility and play down there." Just, <laughs> <laughs> that is cool as shit. See, this is yeah. one of the things I really envy about America. You guys really got that shit on a lockdown, bro. That is yeah. so cool. like that's the type of shit you wouldn't really see in EU. I hope we do because esports growing, but damn, bro. Yeah, I I know I know some people. I haven't been with the scene as much uh, these days. I've been more focusing on some last year's schoolwork and my internship now. But 
I, I know there's some people who are trying to push for Serial to move to EU as well because uh, they they really want to see this expand and want to help out the EU bros because you know there's a lot of talent in EU as well. Yeah, of course. Because like recently, like I think it was in the last update, we finally had Indian servers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Like that. I had a conversation with um, I think it was one of my staff in a Discord. It's like, why don't we like? Why doesn't Psionics help out? Like, for example, Middle East a little bit more. Like, why don't they have their own fucking uh, equivalent of all CS? You know, you got like the EU side and the NA side. Why is there nothing for ME? Why is there nothing for Asia? Why is there nothing for like anything else? Africa? Like, there's talent there. What are you talking about? Yeah, it it's actually kind of thinking about it because I don't know if you're familiar with the Valorant scene at all, but they have uh the like their Masters going on right now, so like their mm -hmm. big late event. And they have teams from like Japan, Korea, Latin America, Brazil, and like this game just started. Like, granted, it's by Riot, who has been doing League of Legends pretty successfully for a while. But yeah. you know, this this game's been around for much less time than Rocket League, and they have all these regions where, yeah, I feel like I'm, Rocket League could really benefit from. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Valorant. It's not my type of game. But you can't deny it's not a good game. Mm -hmm. You can't deny. The devs or or the company on its own that they're not out there looking for their for their for their for their players. Like I had Sam Cotto again, and I think this was off stream. We talked about it, and he he's a game developer. He owns a game company, and he was very very not surprised but proud in a way, happy in a way how reactive Riot is because every week. Oh no, sorry, there was I think it was Kieran. Yeah, I think we talked about it with Kieran. He said like their their dev blogs. Every week they have an update and they tell you exactly what the fuck they've been doing. I'm like, oh, this box over here, uh, we move this two inches to the left. This is why. Can you guys try it out? So they're, like, they're really on point. They're, they're, as you said, they're, they're helping Latin America. They got Brazilian teams. They got Japanese teams. Like That's some cool shit. That's you expanding on the esports. I wish we saw that shit in Psionics, man. I, I wish we saw that shit in Rock because... I, I promise you, you bring the CRL into EU, it's going to blow the fuck up. Yeah, I, I'd agree. It, it's going to blow the fuck up. It's amazing. Because you said something, like you said, um, they make good money too, right? So is that on top of their scholarship? On top of their, what is it called? Scholarship? Tuition? Yep, scholarship. So yeah, tuition is what the, the students have to pay each year for to actually attend the school. Of course. And then schol scholarships are... Um, you know, any money given to by either the school itself, um, any financial aid, um, mm -hmm. any programs that they do that provides money. So in this case, being the Rocket League Esports for certain colleges, they provide money as like a, a benefit or entitled or not entitlement, but something to make them want to go there, basically. Mm -hmm. But is it like on top of the scholarship, is it something that you could... It's like fifty grand a year. Like, is it? Could you make a living out of it? I'd have to look at the prize pools. I know three years ago you definitely couldn't make a living out of it. It was more of like a kind of just uh, for fun and some pocket change. Like, I think each like player probably got a couple grand in their pocket. But I think this, the prize pool is definitely growing these days mm -hmm. to the point where it's getting better to be able to pay your school off by doing this. So I, I think I think I think depending on the school and like how because basically each school you go to has a different tuition price. Okay. Um, so my school that I go to uh, compared to say Northwood, the one that's actually providing scholarships, Northwood's tuition 
um, is a lot more expensive than, say, my school's tuition. Um, I'd have to get my friend's numbers on it, but it, it's it, something like a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar difference sometimes mm-hmm. depending on the school. And there's also different things where if you're like an in-state student, so if you have residency in a certain state, you get cheaper tuition than say if you're coming say from across the the country to a certain college, um, you'll have to pay more. American states are weird as shit. Like, what the yeah, fuck is that? It, make? Well, why? What's the fucking... I I I honestly couldn't tell you. I've been I've been living here for 22 years. I, I couldn't fucking tell you why they have in-state, out-of-state <laughs> tuition other than just to fucking milk you for more money. Okay, two things pop like two questions pop up in my mind instantly. Number one, how do these schools pay this much money for for people who want to play a video game? Like, why the fuck would they do that? That's number one. And and I forgot the other question. Just how? Like, is it just a budget they set aside for it? And why would they? Probably budget. Um, they honestly, with how capitalist America is. Colleges are finding a way to make money, <laughs> and I, I feel like this is literally just their way of investing into a brand new scene to potentially get like sponsorships and like build up. Get basically at the end of the day, they want more students. More students they get in, the more money they get. Yeah, fair enough. Especially with how fucking expensive tuition is. God, I I will yeah. not rant enough about how expensive college is, dude. Like we got we got we got problems over here with our student loans and shit over in the EU, but. When I hear stuff about America, dog, like holy shit, that's like a couple hundred thousand sometimes. It's fucking yeah, scary. I, I I've been blessed enough to have good financial aid and be able to not have to take out as much loans. But even so, after after this year, it will be my fifth year. I'll probably have somewhere around thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars of debt, and that's like kind of the low end. Yeah. Uh, compared to some of my friends, I, I had a friend who graduated in four years at a different college, and I think he's around sixty to eighty thousand dollars in debt right now. Fucking hell! It's yeah, it's it's rough. Fucking hell! I remember my other question, by the way. It was um, so. Let's say I'm an American citizen, and I'm uh, I'm going to college, and I want to study fuck it, let's bioengineering, right? And I just find out that the, that my university or college, sorry, has uh, has an esports team. Can I just be like, hey guys, I want to play Rocket League? <laughs> like, what? What? Like, is there like a, a qualifier? Is there like, like, hey, what's your rank? Like, how many hours do you have in the game? Like, how does that go? Yeah. So obviously, my college doesn't handle esports scholarships, so I can't say how it would be for scholarship wise. Um, but for my college. Uh, we're kind of like a accept anyone who wants to play, and then depending on how we want to compete, we run like a boot camp and tryouts for um, people for at least for Rocket League because Rocket League's our biggest uh, um, esport at my college. Just because I brought it up from the ground up, uh, oh, yeah. I was pretty I was pretty passionate about it my freshman year, and it was like my niche thing to do because uh, I wasn't a big like party or anything like that. Uh, but I I just fucking loved Rocket League at the time, mm-hmm. and I was back in my my diamond days, um, so. I, I got made a bunch of friends this way and um, went from being like one of the smallest clubs on campus to one of the biggest clubs on campus. So it was a it was a huge thing for me. Uh, but yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some big shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, how we do it, we just you know, anyone wants to sign up, sign up, and then we can 
there's there's no limit on how many teams you can sign up for these like competitions. So some some of these big schools have you know mm-hmm. um, five to six teams competing. Granted, the lower you get on like the however the naming scale, the less competitive they're probably going to be. But it in the early days, it was definitely something really fun for um, even casual players to play against other colleges. Where now these days, it's a little bit more like competitive, more um, saturated with high talent it's it's okay this is this is really interesting because you brought it up from the beginning so how did that go did you just go up to the principal be like yo listen i can make you money <laughs> like how did it that, that's cool it, i didn't know that yeah so it, it's less of making money so how my campus does it is anyone can make a club you just need a bare minimum of five members and um you can basically we have a like a kind of like a website for our college that you sign up uh, your club and then people can go on that website see all the like the list of different clubs uh, offered by our university. So you know we have clubs for like almost anything. We have like people that build like model rockets. You know we have like board game club, other video game clubs, people that want to play like ultimate frisbee club. Um, name it, and there's probably a club for it. Uh, at my at my school, ultimate frisbee. Yeah, have you ever heard of ultimate frisbee? What the fuck is that? No. <laughs> think of like have have you ever seen uh, American football before? Yeah. Um, think of it kind of like that, um, but with a frisbee. And <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And, uh, yeah, you you basically can throw the frisbee down the field. Someone can catch it, and you can keep throwing it back and forth, and basically until it. Oh shit! Yeah, in case you're basically trying to go from end to end to try to get points. Oh, that's and cool. It, it's super active, but it, it's super fun. But yeah, and that's then once a fr- once a frisbee drops to the ground and no one catches it, then it switches. The other team gets to um, take it and then try to go back and forth. That's such a good idea. That's a re- that sounds really fun. I so yeah, that's, that. that's called ultimate frisbee. Ultimate, that's cool as shit. Hell yeah. Okay, so so started off with a club, put it on a website, and then just people flocked, or did you like try to like pamphlet flyer? Yeah, yeah, we we did kind of like the pamphlet flyer. So. Uh, how our college is set up, there's like a certain area where you can advertise your clubs. It's called tabling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically sign up for a table, and then it's basically up to you how do you want to advertise it. So we uh, we printed out some posters. We actually, this is more my mom's idea, but she uh, she bought me a bunch of these like mini like the little like race car things where if you wind it back, then it goes <laughs> zooming right. So anyone who wanted to come up, we just ha- handed them <laughs> one of these little model cars. Hey, come play Rocket League. <laughs> And I, I think she she also got like the the Rocket League ball, but like super small, like plushy thing. So we, we always had like the car set up in like the the kickoff order um, with these small little cars. Like, hey, come play Rocket League. This is what you can do. Uh, <laughs> and I also had like my laptop of some. There was like some Rocket League montage we just put on and show people like that maybe like played a little bit, um, have like more casual and haven't like seen high level play mm-hmm. or people that never played before. And uh, so they just come around, watch the video, um, and then see if they're interested and they'd sign up. And then we get them into our Discord. And then depending from there, if they just want to stay casual and be it more of like a looking for friends kind of group, or if they wanted to actually compete. And um, I think generally we've been able to get at least two to three teams to compete every year. That's pretty fucking cool. That's such an American thing to have like those, those tabling stuff. To to have like clubs at a college, bro. We didn't have clubs, Mike. We had we had 
we had police at the front door at my college. We had metal detectors. Like, we didn't have gloves and shit. <laughs> they forced people to, to, to come there on, like, open days. We would, like, try to get people into the college or the university. They forced people there. Like, if you don't show up to help us out, you're going to sit out this year. Like, you're not going to pass. It's like, fuck, okay, I'll come. And the American culture is so different. I, I like, a part of me, like, on, on, on a grand scheme, on a grand scale, it's cool as shit. I wish that was more of a cultural thing over here. But on a personal thing, I'd be like, go oh, fuck yourself. I ain't doing that. Like, we're not. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be there. Like, I've, I've spent nine hours there today, bro. I'm not going to spend another two hours there fucking around people. The coolest shit. I didn't know you brought it up from the ground, man. That's cool. You should be proud yeah. of that. Yeah, I, it's something I was very glad. Because originally, I wanted to go into um, like a bigger campus school. Uh, so our at least how it does it in my state, we have like one big uh, school, and then it branches off um, in the same similar name. Um, but all the, like, the schools around it are much smaller. I tried to get in the big school, but I was too dumb for it uh <laughs> in the in the simplest way terms we, we have like a bunch of standardized tests you have to take and if you don't reach a certain score they're like yeah we're not even going to consider you so oh, I, like, oh. Shit. Yeah, I was like well I'll go fuck myself then <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm not an art student <laughs> no offense to the art students but yeah there yeah there's certain programs in that school that's like yeah, if you're an art student, you need this score. If you want to go into like science and engineering, you need this like ridiculously fucking high score. Uh, like, you well, wanted to go into, yeah, I, I I want to go in computer science, which is kind of science, but kind of not. Uh, but they're still like, oh fuck yourself, so it's whatever. <laughs> okay, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to their little brother's school basically. So for for the less desired people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I could go on a rant with how the big school treats the little schools, but oh, I'll go for uh, it. I'll save your I'll save you full. Basically, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Um, more going back to tuition, at least how our uh, school system does it. Um, there, the fucked up thing is, there's a chance that the tuition that I pay for my school, there's a chance, um, and I don't know like the s- slim details, but there there is a chance that none of that money actually goes towards my school and it goes towards other schools. The war in Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not, not that, uh, not that extreme, but basically like the main school controls all the funds of the, the smaller colleges. Um, cause it's, it's in, it's the one big, uh, university system. Um, so they kind of control where the money flow goes. And a lot of the times my, uh, my campus gets pretty fucking screwed over and it, Kind of sucks, but it's not to the level where it like super affects me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it, it, especially with how much I built up this club and kind of representing the university, it, you know, it sucks a little bit to have your um, school that you represent get a little fucked over there. Yeah, you said it's your last year at college. Now, once you graduate, uh, what's going to happen to the club? Is this something you can take with you? Probably not. Um, I I have a a good set of staff that I've built up over the years um, that are younger than me these days now uh, that I'm able to kind of pass the torch on to them, uh, let them to continue to keep building it up uh, because the, at the end of the day, the club is pretty much more tailored to our personal university. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you can't really like sign up for different um, under different school names uh, for CRL. You had to play whatever college you go to. You had to play with the students at that college. Um, so stuff that I built up is more tailored to the university here, and it, it's grown pretty well. And I I'm confident that the people that I have under me will be able to take it on and continue mm -hmm. to grow it up. So at your school, right? You got you got the club. Do you, you don't have the facilities for it, did you say? Correct. No. no. So it's more of like a, it's like a I don't want to say fan club, but it's just like a hobby club then. Yeah, but I, that's honestly probably the best way to put it. Is like mm -hmm. this is something that you know students kind of do it for fun on the free time. We're not like officially sanctioned by the university, which though I I did try to get us officially recognized, but yeah, I was about to ask that. <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, the year that. I made good progress on this was when COVID hit. Uh, and basically our school basically completely shut down in-person stuff, went online only, and it kind of killed any um, plans we had because, you know, the money budget sank that hit the university after that. It, they're like, yeah, we'd be interested in making facility. And then COVID hit and they're like, well, we don't have the money anymore. Sorry. Um, that so. sucks. How much would you think you'd need for a facility like that? Um, I'll be honest, I have no idea. There, there. The the nice thing about it was they already had plans to renovate uh, a certain building on campus, um, to be like a more wellness center. And what? I, it, it basically kind of like a workout slash. Oh, um, sorry. My head, my head went to spas and like fucking. <laughs> okay. Nah. It's more of like a, an act, kind of like a workout facility, but kind of more low key. But they're like, yeah, we would be willing to um, throw in like a esports section in there. Mm -hmm. um, but at that point, they they had to cancel that project. And what state is this in? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota Northwood. Yep, Northwood is in Michigan, so it's like two states over, um, past the the Great Lakes. If you're familiar with any. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I know of the Great Lakes. I know it's somewhere up north. Yeah. So yeah, basically, my state is right next to Lake Superior, which is the biggest Great Lake. Okay. So if people were to sign up, they have to be from Northwood, correct? Uh, yep. So if they wanted to play for Northwood, they would uh, have to go to Northwood. If they wanted to play for my college, uh, our college is called University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, so they'd have to be officially signed up to take classes and you have to take a certain amount of like credits. Um, I don't know how they term classes in Europe, but basically you have uh, what's called credit hours. Mm -hmm. uh, so certain classes are worth a certain amount of credit hours. Um, and you have to take, I think, at least 12 to be considered a full-time student. Um, and basically the best way you can kind of describe credit hours is uh, how many credit hours you're taking is basically how many hours of classes you're taking a week. Yeah, it varies from country to country because over here we got something called uh, study points, for example, in the Netherlands. And uh, most of your study points usually come from the assignments that you get at classes, but sometimes you can do shit out of class to get a certain study point. And then you can be like, oh, look, I, I got enough study points to do my exams. I'm not going to school for the last of the for the last three months, for example, because you just don't need it. If you know you can pass, you can just be like, oh, cool, I'm done. Let me just have like a holiday or like do something else for the remaining three or four or six months and then just come back for your exams, do your exams. If you pass, you pass, you got your, you got your diploma, your degree. So, 
it, it varies a lot from country to country over here. But that's cool. So so technically, because you got people going to college that are, for example, like 35 years and older, technically they could sign up for uh, a college a college uh, league as well, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's really fun. Yeah, you, generally you don't see it a lot just because of, you know, social normities. Most of those people that are older don't want to sit around and do shit with a bunch of, you know, 18 to 20 year olds. Yeah. Um, I I'd, I'll, I'll go off a tangent. This is this is more separate from my uh, college stuff, but we've been over the years. Um, I think we're just getting close to a year, but we've been creating more of like a state league. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's called Minnesota Championship Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if I've advertised it in your chat or anything. Probably no, haven't. You but, haven't. No. Um, but yeah, this is this is uh, something that I work on with a bunch of people. Uh, one of them, including my friend um, who goes to Northwood, that's the the substitute. That's my main connection with him. Um, but we basically have a league uh, that's basically all players within a, a certain mile radius of our state. Um, so we have mostly Minnesota players, but we also have some players from like the surrounding states. So it's more of like a Midwest league, um, and in like the terms of geography. Um, but it's basically like we have people within a certain radius the, that can compete in the online league, and then we have like land finals. So we just had our first land finals. Um, Bro, how the fuck do you how do you how do you fund all this shit? So in this case, uh, we had we re- reached out to like local companies to see if they could sponsor us with uh, monetary value, and then we, um, in terms, uh, advertise their brand um, at our land tournament so we have a uh, like certain powerpoint presentations that we give to certain companies to try to convince them to f- basically give us funding for free advertisement um because i mean realistically we do reach like to sometimes 50 to 100 viewers on twitch mm-hmm. uh we had over i think 150 people show up to this land event so it's you know they don't give us a lot Of money, but they give us, you know, so a lot of our community for this league is a lot more paying jobs because a lot of us are in the the tech industry. So, so a lot of it's self funded. I think that is very reasonable. Ones, I expected a way um, higher number. Yeah, because I mean, we got a pretty um, low-key venue because this venue is already um, filled out with a bunch of PCs because it's like a like a kind of gaming mm-hmm. cafe in the down in the like our main cities. Um, so we didn't have have anyone bring their computers. We just had the the setups all there. Um, and then how we had it set up. So instead of having everyone play at the same time, we were basically this was like our playoffs. So we had our top six teams uh, for each league uh, or. Top six for our main league, we, it's basically broken into three different leagues. We have like our, our top tier, middle tier, low tier. Mm-hmm. So six teams from our top team played at LAN, four teams from our middle, and then the, the finals that are bottom league played at LAN. And then we just kind of had a rotating schedule through. And uh, yeah, it was a super sick event. You fucking Americans. You guys, are, <laughs> you guys are so entrepreneurial. I can't say the word, but you guys are, you guys are go-getters, man. I swear to God. Good on you, man. That is really yeah. cool. Like, I want to do shit like that, too. I really, I would love to do shit like that. And 
with how close everything is to each other in, in Europe, for example. Netherlands is, is, is like a hotspot for everything because we're right in the middle of all the big countries. You got Denmark and the rest of Scandinavia up north. You got England, Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland on the left. I'm not naming Wales, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you got Belgium, France underneath you. You got fucking Germany on your right. Like, it's the hotspot. And Twitch, for example, does TwitchCon usually in Amsterdam? It's because it's the hotspot. Man, I would love to be able to do stuff like that, but it's really hard to get funding over here because one of the things that, that again, culturally, Americans are more okay to spend their money. In Europe, people are a little, I don't want to say greedy, but they're, they're res, less reluctant to spend their money, whether it's a company or, or like something in private, in private industry. It's, it's really hard to get a sponsorship over here, and especially with all the different languages. Obviously, when you make it like when you reach a Dutch company, you're like, oh, hey, you want to advertise my shit? They're like, eh, well, we're the only Dutch speaking country. What's the reach? And in America, you got like 350 million people that just directly connect to one another. And I wish I had the chance. Good on you guys. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I, and the cool thing is, I'm pretty sure we're the only state to have done this so far. I Are you going to continue all this after your college? You should. <clears throat> yeah, I'll do less of the CRL stuff, but a lot more of the, the like the state league stuff because oh, yeah. we're we we've been growing pretty pretty solidly because um, we're at the point where because we have ten teams per league, um, and we're to the point where our top league is two thirds all SSL players within the it's like a three hundred mile radius of Minnesota, mm-hmm. so it. Our, our top league is getting competitive enough to, you know, people watching. It's like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. Obviously, it's not going to be the same scale RLCS tier play. Um, of course. But, you know, we, you, got, you got a lot of good talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone notable? Probably the only notable person would be my friend Ambrosia. Um, mm-hmm. He's the he's like the big founder, and he's the one I've been working with. But he's also, if you saw the, like, Give your game get goal of the years. You got, uh, I think, fourth place in that uh, with a, a pretty cool clip. And you could see Twitter uh, crying because it wasn't a freestyle clip. It was like an actual like ranked. Uh, You'll have to go back and watch. It's like a pretty fucking sick clip. He like goes up the corner, catches the ball, gets like a flip reset musty, and like lands on the thing. Turtle flicks it up, like, press one in like an SSL lobby. It, it's Holy fucking shit. It, 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 it's fucking bonkers. Like. Playing with that guy for a couple of years now. He he started off on console for the longest time, and he just got a PC like, it's probably like two years now that he got a PC. Um, but yeah, this the man like the shit that he does with his mechanics reminds me of like uh, I I just look at it as like we're we're like, you know, the same age. What the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you look so goddamn fluid with this shit? Like. <laughs> There's like no one else like him. He he's taken a little bit step back because he he's never wanted to compete professionally or anything like that. That wasn't his thing. Um, but he just loves having fun. And honestly, for a lot of us people that are like kind of towards the higher level, this like league that we've been playing in, hosting, and growing is probably the only reason I still play Rocket League these days. To be honest, are we are we really gonna have that conversation again where we talk shit about Psionics? Because it feels like we're gonna talk shit about Psionics again. Yeah, I mean, at least for me personally, it was a. I I went pretty hard for a long time for trying to get as good as I can. Um, but I'm someone who definitely burnt myself out pretty quick. Um, I competed in CS:GO before Rocket League, so I I was 
even when I was younger and, you know, middle school, high school, I'm hard grinding CSGO and I burnt myself out. Let's find a new game to grind. Oh, Rocket League's fun. Played it casually at first. I was like, you know what? Let's see. Let's see where I can go. I made connections, got on a good team, and then grinded up for two years. Got semi close to the bubble scene. Uh, I, the bubble scene's so saturated. It's kind of hard to draw the line where you call it the bubble scene. Yeah, but, it is very saturated. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had my sticker on it. Uh, I don't know if you. This was a while back now. But this isn't like a a grandpa talking about his golden days, but uh. Our, uh, we had like a, a run for a tournament called the Spring Series. This is when like COVID first hit, and they had to cancel the RLCS LAN um, in Dallas. And then they hosted this tournament called the Spring Series. And then you had like the the main qualifiers, and we made it pretty far. I think we got top thirty six, and that was you know with pro teams like in that bracket as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up uh, <clears throat> we're like one game away of getting B plus and six mains. Like an auto promo, which would have uh, been super helpful. I probably would have kept playing had we got that, but we had to face an RLRS team, so competition was high. We got them to like I think game four, but they were That's pretty pretty they were, decent. They were pretty good. Yeah, but it's, that was at it's that a point shame when you hit a good team that early. Yeah, yeah, because we looked at like the some of the other teams that like we screened before. I was like, oh well, those are both teams that we've beaten in screens before, but they're facing each other. Where we had the fucking face, you know. <laughs> like, and our RLR is like, oh, I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. But, well, it's luck of the draw, whatever. We we actually had a pretty sick lower because how they they did it in like it was like day one, day two, day three, um, and we got pretty unlucky with our matchup at day one, so we went to losers bracket pretty early on. Uh-huh. Uh, but we we won something like fourteen games in a row Shit. Uh, in, the losers, in the losers bracket because th- there was a lot of teams that this was like. Thousands of teams that signed up for this. It wasn't Damn. so. It wasn't some like RLCS top one twenty eight thing where you know you go in and then if you even if you're in the losers bracket and you make top one twenty eight, you go back up to the uppers. This was more like a, a gauntlet style where you know if you're losers day one, you're losers day two, you're losers day three. Um, so it was. We went through a lot of teams and some were close, but we were we were kind of peaking on the days. Um, I mean, we made it pretty far. I mean, hosted. I've I've hosted very, very, very small tournaments, and just hearing that losers day one loser, that sounds like a fucking nightmare, bro. <laughs> Imagine managing that shit. Get, yeah, you can't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> hell, fuck, hell, fucking no. No, I'll take the L. I'll just I'll just do something else. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. There's fucking. I'd have to look at that, but there is at least a thousand teams that signed up. And this is threes. Including yep. subs, you'd have around what, probably four thousand people ish. God damn, I go crazy with fifty people around me. Fucking hell, all those stupid questions that you get. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, especially in my early tournament days, there's so many people that like try to pull dumb shit, and it was so some of these like young players that are just so stupid trying to get a win is like. Congrats! If you like somehow miraculously pull off a, like a, a dumb shit like rule win off of us, you're gonna fucking get shit on the next round because you're gonna play someone better than us. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? There's <laughs> I I literally had an argument with someone, and this was like, fuck, this is like 2017, 2018. Someone tried to convince that we had unlimited boost on, and they didn't. <laughs> 
that was the dumb kind of shit I had to argue with. Like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? It's just not how this shit works. It was so stupid. Did you show him the replay? I didn't have to. It's like, this, this is not how the fucking settings work. You can't put unlimited boost for one team and not the other. This is not how the fucking game is programmed. Just come up with a better fucking argument. Holy shit. Oh my god, some <laughs> people. Like, the thing is, we've gotten to a stage where you can't tell if someone is actually that dumb or they're trolling. Right, right. Like, you, can, you can't tell, because, like, if they're trolling, you can go along with them. Be like, yeah, bro, we did that, you know? But you're like, he sounds fucking convinced. Like, he sounds genuinely <laughs> convinced that I'm doing that. It's like, no, you can't do that, dumbass. We, we can't even pause the fucking tournaments, bro, let alone micromanage settings like that. Yeah, it, I, I feel like it was because they were really fucking bad. So mm-hmm. I feel like it was a <laughs> it was a case of, you know, we're like a, a like a high champ team at the time. And they're like a fucking gold team trying to do something with their life. And uh, they're like, this guy's flying in the air. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just fucking it, it was mind baffling at the time. And I there. There's so many people like, no, we want like, cause we we did a all, most of the turns were through Smash.gg, um, so you know people can like refute the scores. So I had to get in the a very nice habit of screenshotting every game and recording every game just to make yeah. sure if anyone tried to pull some dumb shit, it's like, yeah. bro, I have it recorded. And they're like, oh, sorry, never, never mind. That's the Even first. The- that's the first lesson you learn when you're gonna compete. That's the first lesson I learned when I competed. Notably, I never got anywhere half decent. Let's let's make that fucking clear. But man, the amount of people like I had people trying to Photoshop their screenshots. It, 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 people are really desperate, and it, it's like you said. It's like, bro, you're gonna face tougher opponents than me. Like this is first, second, third round. You're gonna you're gonna face people better than me. You're not gonna get away with this. Like. Not only are you fucking yourself over, but you're screwing up for everyone else. Right. Take the L. You're not competitive. You just want to win. Right. It's a big fucking difference. Absolutely. Fucking crazy. I remember the first, the only, was it the first or only? I don't remember if I com- tried to compete in the second RLCS, but I remember the first RLCS we competed in. It was me, a friend, and some guy I know, I, can't, I keep forgetting the name of. And the players were so fucking bad. We were one game away from the LAN. I was one game away from the LAN. If, I, if we won the last game, we would be on the first LAN of Rocket League. I sometimes think, it's like, how would my life look different? Because you're going to make a lot of connections to the LAN. You're going to connect with people. You're going to talk to people. Like, who knows what would have happened. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty stupid I didn't try to go much further after that. Because after that, I gave up on RLCS. I was like, let me, let me try actually getting a little bit decent in the game. Before I even tried to do that, and I just like kept moving away from it, and I picked up the coaching. But if anyone in here wants to compete in anything related to esports, let me tell you right now, bro. The first lesson: screenshot everything, record it if you can. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be very thankful. It's nuts. People are nuts. They're yeah. desperate. I yeah I to the point I I definitely I started live streaming all the games and like tournaments because yeah at the time I had a pretty good computer for it um and you know 
people people always wanted to watch me compete, so I'd always have super good viewers when I'm you know competing tournaments, and then I generally didn't stream outside of that much just because you know viewership was low, and I didn't care to grind Twitch that much because at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't really want to see myself in like a, a content creation role. Mm. Um, but it was always fun to see you know get donation subs for people you know supporting me when I was competing, you know because. When I was going hard in the game, you know, we're competing in tournament every night, basically, yeah. or scrims every night, and you know, it's free content for people to watch. Um, I think most people don't realize how much you have to spam games if you want to be competitive. It's not just like, oh, I got good, now I'm gonna go for all. It's like, no, 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 you're not. You need that experience. That ranked shit. None of that shit's gonna work, bro. None of. It. It's uh, you got to spam games. You got to spam uh smash.gg i think it was and then you have what's the other one called uh you got a title of that in game they, they got a blue white logo huge they you did csgo shit as well esca esl 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 esl, ESL. Like you gotta spam esl you gotta do everything you gotta get your name out there, get as much experience as you can it's, people don't realize that yeah i i was fortunate enough to make really good connections early on um because i think i was this was like season nine season 10 of rocket league when i was competing in like some leagues uh i met some good people for coaches and for like our manager um and they ended up coaching they were like a manager for like a 1700 team at the time um i was like you know what hey if you want to be a sub on this team uh be more than happy to help you and grow you up and then pretty early on one of their members had to quit uh just because he didn't fit well the team. Like, you know what? We're going to try you in the main roster. And I think it was at that time where I got as good at Rocket League as quick as possible, the fastest, when I was able to play with, you know, I'm I'm this fucking champ three nobody playing with these, you know, 1700 GCs way back before SSL was a thing. And, like, that that's when I started, like, having fun with the game. This game that's like, where I met you, no? Or just yeah. after that? It was probably just after that. Yeah, because I remember you... You introduced yourself to me when you were 1700-ish, and then you grew a bit more. I remember that, yeah. It's, um, like, the thing is, most people think, though, like, again, most people, there's a lot of generalization happening. Most people think that if, if you play with higher-ranked people, you would therefore grow faster. That doesn't apply to everyone. No. You've got to actually take in all the information that you're being shown, and if you can do that, sure, you'll grow faster. But most people aren't able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we... You know, we played it, it helped. We played a lot together. Our chemistry fit pretty well at the start of it. You know, we're getting coaching, you know, every other night. Uh, we're, you know, competing tournaments. This is the time where, you know, if you look on Steam, you can see like recently played how many hours in the last two weeks. This was fucking 120 hours in the last two weeks, kind of grinding. I like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I fucking got bees in school, dude. I, <laughs> I like did homework, showed up for exams. Maybe semi past the exams. I just, you know. That's why I didn't go to the bigger school, bro. That's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm really good at the. At the best way I could put it, I'm really good at being average. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the wise words of my. my uh, so, my physics teacher in my senior year of high school. He, this is like we're you know we're going on to graduate and uh, go to college. He's like, you know what? I have some life advice for all of you guys in here today. You will always be mediocre and never forget it. 
<laughs> there will all there will always be someone better at you at whatever you're trying to do. You will always be mediocre. <laughs> I still remember that shit to this day. I was like, damn, I'm really good at being average. Bro, you got bit slapped with reality there. <laughs> it was uh I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's fucking real advice, man. Yeah, it's true. It's uh everybody thinks they're special. I'm guilty of that. I'm not gonna hide it. But I get reality checks every day I stream. Every day I'm on Discord. It's it's you gotta you gotta realize that you're not special, and you have to work to be special. You have to put in time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears, and try to leap a little bit about that mediocrity. And mm-hmm. that is just how it works. Get out of your comfort zone. Do shit that you're not used to. Do shit that you just want to do. Yeah, and it it sucks in this industry where. You have to work super hard and be lucky. Yeah. Connections, man. Like you said, connections is, is 80% of, the, of, of everything. Because connections will teach you how to make your content. For example, in my case, connections will get you on, on, like, uh, on retweets. It will get you on shout-outs for a lot of people if they want to go pro. Like, just being good enough is not, is not enough. Just being good isn't enough. you got to get that show match in. Mm-hmm. you got to get your name out there. You gotta talk to people, you gotta talk to streamers, you gotta get in communities. You know, you, you can't be an asshole. I mean there are assholes out there in the RLCS, but you know, they still got connections. Do you have anything um to say to people that would like to go pro or would like to join a Sierra? Like what is it what is one tip that you think isn't being given enough? What is really important? Bro, I can hear the gears grinding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. At the end of the day, just have fun with it. It, It's something that, you know, once it started becoming more of a chore for me personally, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And you get burnt out so quickly if you're not doing it right. Like, don't don't overwork yourself, but at the same time, play enough to... No, it, it's about fi- find that balance, find your connections, and you know if you want to have any sort of shot, you know you're you're gonna have to sacrifice some things. Like that shit hit you, close to home, bro. Fucking hell, you got my feelings. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it there. There's a a good triangle uh, that my friends told me way back in the day that I didn't think it was super real to now. But if you want to have either, you know, a good social life, good grades. Or do super well in your hobbies. You can't have all three. You have to give up at least one of them. Yeah. If you want to have any sort of success, and you know, part of my journey was you know taking sacrifices in both school and social life. So you know, I could still have a little bit of both, but you know, I especially with like <clears throat> the college experience is what the Americans like to say. I you know I didn't have you know your typical college experience. I didn't go out to parties. I didn't go out to you know, meet all these new people, you know, connections in person. I made all these connections online, grinding Rocket League, grinding, you know, games. And yeah, it got to the point where, you know, it's just too much. Yeah. Because it, it definitely is overwhelming. Like online relationships can be very overwhelming because um, it's like shit in person is just different. When you're outside with two, three people, you know, two, three people. But you don't realize that you're talking to 10 people online. 
And when that 10 grows to 20 and all of them start messaging you every day, you're like, holy fucking shit. Can y'all just shut the fuck up? Because there is no time. There's no time limit, basically, on when people can message you online. They can send you a message 24-7. And it's right there when you get on it. But when I'm outside, you can't be on the other side of the city and talk to me, like, face-to-face. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yeah. very overwhelming. until it, it's, not, it's not overwhelming until it becomes overwhelming. And then you realize, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? Right. Because that's something I'm, I'm realizing as well, personally. Because always, I've always been that person like, yo, listen, I, I'm different. I'm a different streamer. I'm a different content creator. This Discord is not a fan club. Hop in. We're just going to have fun. And then over the last few weeks, that shit grew. You know what I mean? Like when I hop into a VC right now, and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back or be like, yo, look how cool I am. It's like, it's a very good thing. I jump into VC. Four or five people jump in instantly. And over a span of like 30 minutes, we got like 35, 40 people in there, which is really fucking cool. It's exactly what I want, but it can be very overwhelming. And people don't realize this because when they look at you, they see your results. They don't see the hard work. They don't see the shit that you've been through. They don't see the sacrifices. Same thing with me. When I hop in a VC, people want me to be me constantly like i can't turn around and be like hey can you shut up for a second like i'm just i just want to vibe can you can you please shut the fuck up for a second and they're like oh well turks be mean to me and then when you underperform you're like oh you didn't practice enough it's like motherfucker i spent 120 hours can i just have a mistake can i make a fucking mistake <laughs> like can i can i have this mistake please like relax that's where the saying comes from, isn't it? The the grass screen on the other side. Yeah. Nuts. Um that's CRL shit. What's the success rate compared to like do you really think it can lead to a career within Rocket League? In this stage? No. No, why not? There, at least from what I've seen, there's very few people that are super su- successful, like the top teams undefeated in CRL. Very, even then, I've seen maybe one player go from CRL to RLCS, and mm-hmm. he was mostly a sub, and now he's on. I don't even know if he's still playing, but if you know who Sharp is, um, no. he's kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, but I, I don't keep up with the pro scene so sharp if you listen know. i'm sorry bro i don't mean any disrespect <laughs> yeah he, he's definitely a good player um but yeah it you don't you don't see a lot of the correlation because at the end of the day that even the top tier crl to rlcs difference is still such a yeah pretty big gap that you know there's other people not in college that probably are worth more for those spots I want you to reinforce what I've been telling people for, for years now. Can you please tell people the, the gap differences from Diamond to Champion, Champion to Grand Champ, Grand Champ to SSL, SSL to Top 100, and then the fucking Pro. Like, can you try to explain people how big that gap is? Because people think that if you're SSL, you're decent. It's like, no, the fuck you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, like... I, I like to think about it like, all right, sick, I reached SSL. Now I'm basically climbing the equivalent of fucking 
like diamond to SSL again within SSL. It feels like, <laughs> like it's it's just never, dude. You make SSL, you're congrats. You're the highest ranked Rocket League. If that's what you want to do, you fucking did it, man. That in itself is a lot of work. But if you want to go somewhere in this game, prepare to grind another fucking ten ranks, man. It's because <laughs> I always say like the difference between, for example. Um, let's take the old Grand Champs, right? Before, before we had SSL. I'd always say, like, any rank up to Grand Champ is just you figuring out the basics. If you know the basics, you're Grand Champ. That still holds true today. If you know the basics, if you've mastered the basics, you're Grand Champ. It's impossible to be lower, right? And then the difference between Grand Champ and, like, let's use the new ranks now, like, Grand Champ 2, Grand Champ 2 is the equivalent of Champion 1 to Grand Champ. And then Grand Champ two to Grand Champ three is the equivalent of Diamond to Grand Champ. It like it it's it's exponentially bigger and bigger and bigger. Even though you may not see it, the skill difference is there, and it's 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 a shame because Sinos could do something with this because they added the new ranks to basically all they did was add an emblem to something that we already did. Because we never said, I'm Grand Champ. We said, I'm 1600, 17, mm-hmm. 18, 19. And now all they've done is, is grab those 17, 1800 and just attach the emblem to it. It's like, oh, look, all these new ranks. Like, no, it's still the same fucking system. Nothing's changed. Like, you just colored in the fucking... <laughs> like, that, that's all you did. You did nothing. Yeah. Like, can we have something more? Can we have actual distinguishing? Distinguish? What? Can we actually distinguish... The skills, like, how would you do it? Do you, have you ever thought of that? Not really. I've never really cared enough, to be honest. Yeah, just, if you're good, you're good. If not, fuck you. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like the one person that like, ne- I never gave a shit about ranks. I didn't care to grind for it. When I had fun of this game, it was scrims, it was leagues, it was tournaments. That's where this game is fucking fun, man. <clears throat> when yeah. you're grinding with the team and you know, you see progress within the team. Cool. I, I can have the the dorf, dopamine satisfaction of hitting a new rank. Cool. It hits once. All right. Now what? Yeah. When you, where, you know, you're getting these, you know, good results in tournaments, you know, that shit never goes away. No. No, it doesn't. I still remember my fucking shitty tournaments, bro. And like I said, I didn't even get anywhere close to be decent. And I still remember those things today. That shit was that sticks with you. One thing I really like is is, is tables, right? So like in a, within a league, we have point system, goals against, goals for, shit like that. That I love that type of shit because then you can get really technical. It, yeah, it, it, it's funny you say that. We with our league, uh, this is tying back to our Minnesota league. Um, we have pretty in depth stats now. Um, and like a like a stats program, so people can you know go in and see stats from previous seasons as well. So if you want to see like you know who had like the best shooting percentage in season one, we have like all the data and we have the the platform to display all that shit. Um, hmm. So if if you're interested, I can I'll share the link with you after if you want to take a look and share it around if you want. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, it, it it's something that we have a. A pretty good team working on and we're getting to the point where we're able to query certain um random shit like who had the most like cars bumped in uh x amount of games or 
Um, super just weird stats, like who had the most uh, – who uh, scored at least one goal a game over 100 games, like at least 100 games. So we had like our first player score at least one goal in 100 games across uh, all of our seasons. So that's that shit. We're getting to the point where we can query um, it's just random fucking um, things people want to know. It's super Look, cool. I love stats. I just don't know how to fucking work with them. So I'm sure there's some some nerd out there listening and just creaming over what you just said. <laughs> it's, it's cool as shit. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love stats, but I just don't know how to work with them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we can get that nowadays and we can actually make it public and be like, yo, hey, hear this, bro. Knock yourself out. That's dope. Love that. What does the future hold for, for Rocket League? Because a lot of people have been like, I don't really pay attention to Twitter. It's fuck Twitter. It's just an outlet for people to just to be assholes, you know. But do you really think Rockalik is gonna die? Because that's what the talks about, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, have you seen any of the news on uh, Rocket League's moving to Unreal Engine Five and compared to three? Yeah, I talked about it with Sam a little bit. Um, I don't see why I should, but again, I don't. I'm not a developer. I don't code. I don't know anything. So, it basically, in the simplest way I can put it, it expands a lot of things they can add to the game. Okay. A lot. A lot of the limits on the game right now is limited by the engine they're using. Hmm. Like um, what? So, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to explain, um, but you know, when you're like updating like a game usually you add get to add more things um and like i'll I'll give like a simple example for have you ever played minecraft yeah so with new updates to add like more blocks to work with so you can like make cooler buildings it's kind of limited by they don't have enough stuff to do things in unreal 3 Mm -hmm. um and they're a lot of limited by certain like physics engine stuff um stuff isn't stuff's more like I guess clunky, I guess is the best way to put it. Where, cluttered? you know, cluttered, clunky, stuff like that. Yeah. Where Unreal 5 will kind of expand possibilities. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give science benefit of doubt because they dropped the ball on a lot of things. So oh, yeah. they could really fuck this up. Uh, but if they, you know, make this work, it, it could, it could be really well for Rocket League. I, I really hope so, honestly. Like, as much shit as I give him, like, the, I've said this before, I'm going to keep saying it again, just the addition. The reason I give him so much shit is because I got passion for the game. Look, I enjoy what I do. I coach in my free time. I coach as, as for a living. I stream for a living. Obviously, I want Rocket League to grow even bigger and more successful. Like, it's directly going to affect me. And, yeah, it's, it's the same fucking discussion every single time. It's like transparency. Tell us, man. Like, yeah. You yeah, can that's... fuck up. It's fine. But let me know. Yeah, that's the one thing that is really fucking over Psyonics is their communication is so bad. Like, even within the pro scene, with the CRL scene, their communication is so bad. It's... it's Isn't isn't that one of the reasons why... Um, who was the guy? Was it Cloudfuel? Cloud9? Cloud9, sorry. Cloud9, that just fucked off. It was like, dude, you guys don't talk to us. That was one of the main reasons, wasn't it? Yep. What happened? They just don't give companies, because orgs are companies at the end of the day. They yeah. don't give the orgs enough time to, you know, 
acquire sponsorships. They don't give them enough time to do like photo shoots and branding stuff for these events because, you know, they don't give them the fucking information. And then, oh, by the way, ROCS, two weeks. <laughs> All right, let me just go fuck myself. I've been right here for fucking three months. And you tell, ah, two weeks away. Just fucking tell me three months ago that. All right, three months and two weeks. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. It's. <laughs> Even, like I love seeing that this, when I was playing like competitively, like I was lucky enough to have a team that didn't want to just fucking drop members for one bad result. I because yeah. we st- I stuck with my team for a while, but you see, all right, RLCS two weeks. I go on Twitter, LFT, LFT, looking for looking for group LFT. It's like, bro, just stick with the fucking team, man. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. There was a discussion for a long time as well. It's like one of the reasons why Rocket League is not being taken serious is because we got people switching teams like fucking me switching socks. I was like, what are you doing? Where's the loyalty? Stick. Why the fuck are you able to change teams so fucking quickly? That shouldn't be an option. Yeah, but like I understand if there's internal strife, like things happen, things don't work out. But when things don't work out with six different teams, like man, either you're the real problem or you're just not giving enough time to grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's because um, oh, I'm trying to remember. I read this, I think it was an article or it was a conversation I had. I can't remember what it was, but it was something along the lines of the reason why franchises and such are not interested in Rocket League is because there is no, um, uh, what's the right word? There's no, uh, people don't stick to one another. It's so like close. longevity. Longevity, thank you. That's one of the reasons why franchises are not interested. And franchises <clears throat> put the biggest fucking money to whatever because they hold the biggest fucking money, right? It's, it's. Do you think it's the problem because most professional players are very young? Yeah. Right. I, I think that's probably one of the bigger issues. What's is... the age requirement for RLCS? 15? 15. Should be 20. 21. I could see it being 18. 18, 21, yeah. But 15? You're a kid, yeah. bro. F- 15 is definitely too young. You don't, and... wanna, you don't, you, you don't even know what you want to eat in the <clears> evening. You know, like you don't know what you're gonna fucking eat in the evening because your mom's cooking it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's. I get it. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, fuck these little kids. Men are talking. Look at it from a from an objective standpoint. Most 15 year olds, like I was, don't have any fucking responsibility. Why would you? You can literally not turn on your commute computer and not suffer the consequences. No reason not to. Yeah, I there's. I'd have to find the article or something or the the YouTube video. But Scrub Killer has a really good talk on this um, with contract issues at such a young age. Yeah, because when fuck when I was fifteen, I wasn't thinking about contracts and shit. Like, what the fuck's a contract? I'm just fucking <laughs> going home to play fucking Black Ops Two in my mom's basement. <laughs> like I. It's actually crazy. Like, <clears throat> I could, you know, I could see them competing at that young of age, semi, because you know they have so much time to sink in the game. They're going to be yeah. good at the game. Yeah. But when it when it comes to like legality shit with contracts and like org stuff and you know branding, marketing, branding, yeah, that shit's scary, dude. Because I think I might be I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I I would like to assume that for kids. So anything, any, any, anyone, not anything, anyone below the age of 18, 
if you want to promote them using their pictures or whatever, I'm sure you need like a approval legally written by their parents or whatever because because they're minors. It's not just I the parents. There's a bunch of fucking laws I think around that. So yeah, like, uh, there there was issues when it's not as bad in America, unfortunately. But there's like child like labor laws that Scrub had to start going through because yeah. he was playing so much at a young age and technically under like a company. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a lot of like loopholes that the org had to go through and stuff. Nuts, isn't it? I mean, I'm trying to look at it from both ways because if you're if you're if you're a Psionics or any game developer and you want to promote esports, obviously you want. 15, 16, 17 euros because you know when a game is young, generally speaking, they get to they get to devote devout most of their times on it and they get to be the better players in the end. In the beginning, sorry. But as I've mentioned before, I've always said the older the game gets, the older the pros get. Because as as is this is a fact that younger people generally grasp mechanics within a video game a lot better than 25-30 year olds. But after a while, once that mechanical ability has dropped down, basically, where everyone can able, is able to do stuff, it's the mindset, it's the discipline, it's the, it's the adultness that really builds a pro. Do you think we're going to be able to see that in Rocket League? Because Rocket League is a pretty mechanical game. I think so. Because okay. I think at the end of the day, no matter how mechanical you are, you have to be smart at the game as well. You can't just like blindly be doing everything mechanically, especially with how you know mechanical your other like opponents are being. You, th there's an element where you kind of have to start outsmarting your opponents and like yeah. thinking about the plays and yeah. just just one layer of depth after another. <clears throat> I know I know a lot of people. Early on in esports careers, like that was argument. Oh, you got like the boomer reaction time or like the the old man reaction time. But then you you're looking at some of these. You know, I'll use like CS:GO and Valorant for example. Honestly, like the pro average pro age is a lot older than people care to admit. Because you know, what is it around day, CS:GO? What would you what would you estimate that? Um, mid twenties. Mid twenties. Yeah, that's that's what I. That was my assumption as well for most games that are older, 25, 30-ish, yeah. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, obviously there's going to be some, you know, benefits to being a little bit younger, but at the end of the day, it's just whoever puts in the most amount of time. Yeah. It is a career. It's it's an esport. It's, it's, it's a career now. Like, if you turn around 10 years ago and said, hey, I'm going to play video games for a living, they were like, all right, bro, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking laughing stock of the fucking group. <laughs> or just turn around just tell them what I'm going to do you know oh I'm going to tell people how to play a video game Where? <laughs> oh on the internet it's like, okay <laughs> nut job yeah yeah <laughs> okay you do you yeah good shit buddy <laughs> the fucking mom patronizing his kid oh yeah that's great honey it's fucking <laughs> I want to be a firefighter <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking crazy shit, man. I love it though. I'm I'm excited. Like people like a lot of people think that esports is at its peak. It's at its infancy, bro. 
Esports, it's, it's added, still it's so young. Super young. Like, we're starting to see colleges and universities having actual um, classes on, on, on esports and shit. Like, that, that is mind-boggling. Like, can you imagine that? We just made a new job. We just, I don't even know how to put it in words. I just don't know how to even say it. It's like we made a new job because we liked something. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this is definitely the generation that kind of pioneered the esports growth into something more mainstream for sure. Yeah. It, it normalized a lot of stuff. It definitely did. Do you do drugs? Do you drink? What do you do? Everybody got something to talk about them. I don't do drugs. Uh, I drink occasionally, mostly when like I have friends over. But I don't. I don't solo drink. That's not oh, my deal. You, you're fucking lying, bro. Everybody got something fucked up. What do you do? Smell feet? You got to do something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The most fucked up thing is uh, yeah, super into anime and stuff like that. So. Oh really? Big oh, anime my guy. Oh my god. Oh, Dragon Ball. Uh, I watched a bit. I'll, I'll even expose myself a little bit. So there's this uh, online crane game that you can play uh, from your phone, but it's like an actual crane in Japan. That Get you the control. fuck out! Yep. And if you win the item, you it like actually sends you the item. So I'll, I'll expose myself a little bit. Okay, that sounds actually pretty fucking cool. Not gonna lie. Uh... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's like actual like cool shit. You can you can win like pillows and shit as well, <laughs> but it's mostly like you know, what anime stuff. You can win like pillows and shit, like um, pillows based on like certain shows and stuff like this, or like just like plushies stuff like that. They're not pillows as in body shapes, right? Okay. No, it's just like small small ass like fucking oh like, head pillows okay. and like plushy shit like that. Okay, you scared me a little bit. And I'm gonna lie. I'm sure there. I I haven't looked hard enough, but there, I'm sure there are. Like body pillow stuff that you can get on there too, because you know people are into that. Yeah, people. I'm are not, but sure, sure. I see something in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. You watch Dragon Ball? <clears throat> Voice crack. I watched it a while ago. I, I was never like super into it, but I I definitely watched a bit of it. Bro, I grew up with that shit, man. I I really grew up with that. Shit. I didn't even know what anime it was, and I think that does that categorize as anime. Is Dragon Ball, yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably that's the only anime I watch, but it's 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 more of a nostalgic thing and it's still like really fucking cool to me because whenever yeah. I go home from like when I was like a little Turk, when I was like eight or nine years old coming home from school, like elementary, just put on like fucking uh, Dragon Ball and just scream with them. You <laughs> know, it was really cool. That's cool. I miss those times. No responsibilities, no nothing. Just get home, watch TV, eat, just go to bed. Yeah, I I am currently planning a like a trip to Japan with some friends after after college because at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's some cool culture shit too. And yeah, I've been I've been spending pro- I think around a month and a half, two months now, just like studying Japanese as well. Just because I feel like if you know someone's language when you go to visit them, it, it just opens up so many more possibilities, and I feel like it's it's so much more respectful. To just show that you devoted some of your time to, you know, try to at least attempt to speak in someone's native language. Yeah, but it's very easy to overdo it. 
that's that's the problem. You got, it's a very thin line of of you know what's what is respectful and what is you know what 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 do you call it a cultural appropriation or something? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know all the fucking terms for that, but yeah, it's it's, it's a cool thing, man. Honestly, I want to see yeah. Japan too. One of the reasons I don't I, I'm not going is because. I can't fucking sit still for more than 20 minutes, you know? So me being on a plane for like 14 hours, like I'll probably put my head in the fucking toilet, you know, just fucking <laughs> flushing, you know? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's one I mean, of the reasons. Yeah. I mean, another reason that I'm so down to learn Japanese is I studied Mandarin for like hmm. five, six years just through school. Uh, just because at least my middle school, they offered... German, Spanish, and Mandarin. I was like, oh, Mandarin sounds cool. Yeah. And one of my friends has taken it. So I did Mandarin in middle school. Um, and then I went to like a private high school. And then they didn't offer Mandarin for like the first two years, but then they added it the next, like my last two years. So I started it off and on. Um, so I'm not like fluent or anything by any means, but there, there's a, with the, the Japanese language, there's like two main alphabets basically. Mm-hmm. And then they have a system where they combine those into different characters that they borrowed from the the Mandarin characters. Okay. So a lot of the stuff yeah. means the same when you like look at it, but it's pronounced differently. So there's some stuff that fucks me up, but if the like, if I'm like reading a sentence like, "Oh, I know what this means from Mandarin. I just don't know how to say it, but I can understand what the sentence means." Like when I used to work in a phone shop, my boss was uh, he's from Hong Kong and uh, they speak Cantonese. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, I'm like, yo, can you teach me some swear words and shit like that? You know what I mean? And he'd say some, and I'd repeat it. He's like, no, you're saying a different word. It's like different tonation. I'm like, what the yep. fuck are you talking about? It's the exact same thing. He's like, nah, bro. You're asking me about, like, fucking tangerines. You know what I mean? It's like, this is not, you're not asking, you're not telling me to fuck off. It's like, okay. Like, they're, like it's not a different language. Like, for, for people who don't know, like, <clears throat> Cantonese and Mandarin isn't necessarily a different language. It's more of a different dialect, but the dialect is, is is the tonation. So if I if I, please correct me if I'm wrong, but Mandarin is usually more up and down in the tonation, and Cantonese is more straight in the tonation, right? Or is that the other way around? Um, no, I I think you're correct. I honestly haven't studied Cantonese much. I've mostly done Mandarin. Um, mm-hmm. but from what, at least from a a character standpoint, if you ever have like the Go on like the translation, like Google Translate, and you see Chinese simplified and Chinese traditional. Traditional is basically Cantonese, yeah. And then simplified is Mandarin. Yeah. So I don't know from a tone uh, perspective for the Cantonese, but yeah, there's in Mandarin there's four different tones. You have your straight line, your up, your down, up, and then your down. Yeah, it's it's really tricky, man. It's really really tricky. It's like with most languages, if you learn the word and you know the meaning. You can just form like a sentence, but with Asian languages, it's it's completely different. Like knowing the word and the meaning is not is nothing. The tonation changes it. Like yeah. when you mentioned, for example, like two three different alphabets in Japanese is like in Japanese, for example, if I remember correctly, when someone speaks to you, you can usually tell like a foreigner, you can tell where they've learned it from because they're either speaking like an older person or like a different. Like, you can tell from the words they use. We have that in Turkish as well, for example. It's like the way we we call each other. Like, for example, terms of endearment. Like, friends with each other will say lan. 
it's like, dude. But if you say that to someone who's older than you, it's like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who the fuck are you talking to me like that? It's, you can tell yeah. where someone has learned language from. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's very interesting because yeah, especially in what I've been learning Japanese so far, they have a lot of different ways to say the same thing, but you yeah. have to say a certain thing based on who you're talking to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly like in ours, but yeah, Japanese does have that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I, I think if there's yeah, uh, it it's been something that I've been getting more into, and it's been fun learning languages, but. Yeah, for anyone, my recommendation, if you're learning some sort of Asian language, whether it be Mandarin uh, or Japanese, mimic, like, if you're learning a word, say it hundreds of times and mimic what they're speaking to you if you're having, like, a native teacher or thing. Because that's the best way you're going to learn two nations. Because especially if you're from, like, North America, holy shit, I've listened to so many people try to speak Asian languages without, like, practicing two nations. And even for me, like, I'm not fluent by any means. But I've, I'm someone who like practice my tonations as much as I can, uh, and it it definitely irritates me sometimes when someone like just completely butchers a pronunciation or like definitely Americanize the pronunciation of some <laughs> like either Mandarin, especially ma my Mandarin classes. My I was always like my teacher's like, oh, your tonation is like super good for at this level, and then you know I have fucking dipshit number one sitting next to me just completely fucking butchering it as like well <laughs> mimic my voice mimic my voice he's like oh. it's, it's... <laughs> yeah i i still i still remember my my high school mandarin class the guy that sat next to me didn't give a shit in the world just needed to take the language class to take the language class and it was like a basic it basically like a basic Chinese class, and I still had rem remembered all the shit from middle school because I basically took three years of Mandarin. So, this like the first year of the Mandarin class in high school is just a simple breeze for me. It was basically just reinforcing what I, you know, had already known for the basics. So, this guy's like, you know, looking over a test. I'm fucking done in like 10 seconds, and he's taken the entire hour to the point teacher's like, oh, uh, he goes, go sit over there. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like we have that, for example, with Turkish. Like, because I live in the Netherlands, obviously, the, if you don't know, there's a lot of Turkish immigrants in Europe. Is um, we always take the piss out of the the Turkish immigrants from Germany. Everybody, like in the Turkish community, everybody takes the piss out of the, the Turkish immigrants in Germany because they've. Uh, this is a good thing, by the way. They've um, naturalized themselves to the country that they live in, and it it really reflects in the way they speak Turkish, because it's just so fucking stupid. It's like when they start talking, you're like, oh my God, just shut the fuck up. Just speak English or German. Like, I'll figure <laughs> it out. But please, it's like your grammar, your your sentences are just make no fucking sense. Because what they're doing is because they've grown up in Germany like over generations. They're building the sentence in their head in German and then literally translating every word into Turkish. And it's like, I know what you're saying, but it's pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I'm like, at least when I want to learn Japanese, I'm like studying super hard. So like, I'm not just learning, you know, the words for the one-to-one -one translation. I'm trying to learn the grammar structure. I'm trying to learn, you know, the right particles. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I take like, you know, respect and especially with the language, very seriously just coming from Mandarin because respect is just a super big thing in Asian culture. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that's something I'm trying to show 
technically we're Asian too, you know, we, we've come, technically we have a good bit of an Asian culture, it's been mixed up over the last centuries, but respect is a big thing in our, in our country, in our culture as well, and um, obviously no disrespect to, to, to Western people, but you guys have a different definition of respect. It's not that you guys are disrespectful, it's just you have a different definition. And sometimes those things collide. And you mostly see that with people like you who are interested in Asian cultures or languages that go there and then get culture shocked by how technically, quote unquote, mistreated they get because they have a complete different understanding of the word respect. It's, it's very interesting. It's one of the reasons why I'm really interested in history and geography, languages. It's, it's, it's cool. It's very interesting. I love it. It's, um, it's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes. And it's, it's one of the key things in really appreciating a culture. Just being interested by it isn't, isn't enough. Would you say that the best way to learn a language is to... One of the best ways to learn a language is to expose yourself to that language. So music, movies, shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, any any constant exposure, whether it be passive or active um, immersion, is definitely really good for learning a language. And depends how fast you want to do it. You know, if you're not interested in you know learning it in like a few months, then it, at least as long as you're practicing at least once a day, just for a little bit, you know, it's probably enough for to get by for a while. If you want to yeah. see some. If you want to see some short-term benefits, definitely practice as much as you can. Immerse yourself in any kind of, you know, game content, any, you know, music content. So that I, I listen to a lot of, like, J-pop and stuff like that. And <clears throat> I've been trying to switch some of my games to... Because I got to the point where I can read the, the alphabet. I don't oh, necessarily shit. know what... The, I don't know, the, like, necessarily, like, the terms. Like, I can't put, you know, together uh, and necessarily know what all the sentences mean. Uh, but you know, I can I can read both uh, what's called hiragana and katakana. Japanese is read left to right, correct? Depends. What? Um, so you either do if you're if the characters are aligned um, up and down like this, you read right to left. But if it's like this, then you oh. read left to right. Oh. So if it's if it's vertically, you start top right, read to the bottom. And then yep. go second row yep. from right, and then oh shit, okay. Yeah, where it, it it's been more normalized and more based because of like computer typing. Now it's a little bit more uh, left to right um, on a straight line, but because of how they used to write, you know, um, letters and stuff like that. And way back before you know technology existed, they always did it up down, and that's how like if you're ever reading any kind of older books or any um, calligraphy stuff, people generally do right to left, up, down. Because mm -hmm. modern Turkish is written from left to right. But if you go to like uh, actual old Turkish, that's the same way. Because um, if I remember correctly, because I'm getting shit confused now, we used to write and read from right to left. And then the same as in Japanese, if it was written top down, we'd start top right to the bottom and a second row from right, we read down again. Yeah. Okay. Again, Asian languages they just do it completely different. Because mm -hmm. we used to have like what what um um uh, what the was it the Irish? Yeah, I think it was the Irish. Gaelic, where they use symbols more rather than letters. That's what that's kinda what we did. I think 
Koreans use more symbols? Like, is it, would you, would you call it a symbol or an alphabet? I think it's more a symbol, Korean. Maybe. I, I haven't studied Korean all that much, but it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I actually haven't looked into Korean. So I, actually I know don't they know have symbols more... for, like, a house, a tree, and shit. It's, it's like, like two, three lines together. I guess that, that, that's a definition of a symbol. I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah, know. yeah. I don't know if uh, Korean has an alphabet because how, yeah, how Japan Japanese does it is you know you have your two main alphabets and then sometimes those letters combine into a symbol which is called kanji. Okay. Um, so you have something like, for example, um, G, which uh, look a certain some way, but then based on the context, um, it could turn into a symbol. Uh, so it's pronounced the same way, but based on what the symbol looks like, um, that's like the... Means How like many person. letters are in, in... What were the two alphabets again? Uh, hiragana and katakana. Okay. So, so how many he, letters does hiragana have? Um, I'd have to check. So, because it, it's kind of weird. Okay. It, it basically, you have your base thing. Uh, your base, like... I'll call it a symbol, but it's basically like the, the letter... Um, but then you can add a certain thing. So you add like two lines and it changes the pronunciation from like G to B. And then you add a circle, then it adds G to P. Uh, but only certain letters can have the circle and then only a lot of them can have the double line. Um, but it, it's knowing the certain thing. And it, it, it's really hard to explain for the yeah. first time because sometimes it's G for certain learning and then a different word it goes from g to z so sa turns into za instead of ba uh and yeah it, it, it's it's really complex to explain in simple terms for Fucking someone who no. doesn't uh <laughs> study katakana is, is a bit easier because katakana is more of like the americanized thing latin so oh, okay it's more like uh the word sounds like what it sounds in like english Kind of. So, like, coffee is coffee. Or coffee, technically. Coffee. Hmm. Um, so, it's, it, like, the the words sound pretty similar to what it would in English. Okay, bro, honestly, you lost me. This is just too much <laughs> fucking information. Let's switch the topic. Let's get back to, to video games. Um, sure. What do you play? What, is it just Rocket League nowadays? Or something else? Um, so, with my group of friends. Competitively? Yeah. Mostly still Rocket League, just with my personally, but yeah, it, pretty much just Rocket League. A little bit of Valorant here and there. Uh, we're, we're starting up, uh, so with our like Minnesota Rocket League league, uh, it's fun to say 20 times in a row. Um, we're expanding to Valorant now as well. We had uh, someone who's interested in uh, Valorant reached out to us, and we're now kind of using our platform as well as um, kind of his start. Uh, to kind of combine the two. So now we'll have MNCS Rocket League and MNCS Valorant. Um, so if we want to call that competitively, I'll probably like play in that as well. So that's yeah, like for sure. competitive. But at the end of the day, I, I don't have strive to you know compete at a high level in any games anymore. Look, I'm, I'm not very interested in Valorant. I'm not very interested in CSGO. For me, they're all the same. I think Valorant is like a mixture between Overwatch and CSGO. Um, what makes Valorant so fucking special to people? What is different about it? So, from my experience, playing both CS and both Valorant, 
Valorant makes things a bit easier for new players, in my opinion. The the overall like intro like gun mechanics and like how the like the feel of the game is a bit smoother and it's a bit like the learning curve is a lot less high at the beginning because CS really like throws you into it because you know you don't have easy to place utility in CS:GO. You have to like learn lineups. You have to know like where to flash, when to nade, stuff like that. You don't have it like kind of gifted to you where there's certain characters, you know, you're playing a certain character, you know what your role is. You know, if you're playing a character called Brimstone, who's like smokes, he, he literally like pulls out like a tablet and you can like literally just click where you want the smoke to go. You don't have to worry about any goddamn lineups or anything like that. Um, so it, it's a lot easier for like the lower competitive scene. Okay, so it's more of, um, for lack of a better term, it's more dumbed down. Okay. You see that a lot nowadays in video games, but you have to dumb down shit. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but... Like... I, I feel like at this point, a lot, especially with technology, I feel like people's attention spans are so much lower than they used to be. Oh my god, tell me about it. Because I feel like if you make a game too hard at the beginning, people are going to just lose interest. Like, oh, I'm not good. People, people are so entitled these days, but like, they want to feel good at the game. Like, people don't want to work hard for anything these days, it feels like. No. No, no, it's just... so I, see I feel that, like I see that with coaching, man. It's it's fucking incredible. People turn around and be like, "Yeah, but I practiced this mechanic for two hundred hours. I should be able to do it." Look, no, the fuck you're not. What are you talking about? The fuck's wrong? no? You need to do it correctly. You need to practice it correctly. I don't care how long you spend on it. No, fuck off. Yeah, especially yeah. People people always like to turn like hours into things like, "Oh, I practiced it for two hundred hours." Yeah, but if you're not practicing the right way, you're yeah. you just wasted two hundred hours. True, true. It's it's this. I'm I'm done like giving um, examples of it. Yeah, I'm, I just but, go with it at this point. It's like, oh, you got thousand hours for that. Okay, good on you. Bro. Yeah, the the saying that I always lived by was, "Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect." Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... A lot of entitlement about everything nowadays. A lot of entitlement. A lot of uh, people. Um, how do I, how do I word this? Um, don't get me wrong, but there's this society pressure where we have to protect everyone from everything, which obviously, if you say it like that, makes sense. We should do that, but we're going a little bit overboard with it. I think we're. We're not protecting people anymore. We're handing shit out. And it's like, is it really worth it? Do we really have, like, easiest thing I can t say right now is to, like, to, to make people understand where I'm coming from is do Grand Champs need a title? Like, do, do you really need a title? Have you actually achieved something? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that, yeah. that you didn't, but just as an example, do you really participation awards and shit like bronze decals like what? what the fuck are you talking about you, you played 10 games congratulations yeah i don't know i feel like that's more of like a a marketing strategy at this point with how society is people it's... always want gratitude people always want confirmation and stuff like that i, I, I don't know like maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong you know i'm probably just being a fucking asshole again 
I get where you're coming from, though. It feels weird. You know what I mean? It's where we have to be like, oh, don't hurt her feelings. Oh, make sure he doesn't feel bad about that. Oh, but he feels like it's okay to feel a certain type of way. I don't understand why. Negative feelings is okay, too. It's like experiences like that just help you grow. Like as long as you're taking the right experiences from things, like I, you know, I I love my mother to death, but I felt like I was coddled and baby too much. Like I feel like I was given too much. Like I'm at the point where in my life it's like you know I want to work for things. I don't want help. I want to like you know feel accomplished. I want to you know do things on my own. Yeah, it's. Uh... But the thing also is, is like nowadays. Our generation, hard work doesn't always pays up, pay off anymore. Like in the generation of our parents or grandparents, hard work usually paid off. That was kind of like the sweet spot with the generation. Where you had the economic boom after World War II. You had the 60s, 70s, you know, where shit started really good to grow. And now we've hit this weird, weird path where even if you give it your everything, there's a chance, there's a big chance that you might end up with less than you had when you started. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. It's scary. Yeah, there's a lot more risks. Yeah. If you want to, you know, do something. Take your college, for example. You start with debt. Who the fuck wants to start with debt? How does that make sense? Yeah. Especially, especially when people go to college, like, I'm thankful enough because I'm going into a degree that pays well out of college. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not worried about my debt because, you know, at the end of the day, I, with my internship experience right now, I, I'm confident enough that I'll get a job and be able to pay off debt, you know, three to five years with the right plan. But there's people that, you know, go to college for very risky degrees such as art and stuff. Like, you just spent... I see my thing with philosophy is if you tie it together with something else good, like if you're doing philosophy by, by itself, go fuck yeah. yourself. You're not going to do anything. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're tying philosophy with something else, I feel like it adds actually some good benefits. Cause it, it depth. definitely. Depth. I like that. Yeah. It, it makes you think because people want good problem solvers. And I feel like philosophy allows you to think in a much different way. At least from my few philosophy, I'm not majoring or minoring in philosophy, but for some of my like, we had to take like general education classes that aren't particularly in our major just to have like general experience. And I took a lot of philosophy classes because I thought they're interesting. And yeah, it it allows you to think and force yourself to think in a different way. And it's stuff like that I appreciate that I was able to take it. Wouldn't want to major in it, but definitely. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not dismissing fucking philosophy, you know what I mean? Philosophy is a huge fucking subject, and it's definitely something the world needs. I'm not, you know, I'm not against philosophy. But if you go to college, and you go like, I'm a, I'm a major in philosophy and a minor in fucking arts, it's like, why didn't you just shoot yourself before you started college? It's like, it's easier to do that, you know? It's like, you, uh, yeah, chase your dreams, but also be a little bit realistic. Yeah. It's, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't. Yeah, I f- I feel like you have if you want to have that to work out, you got to start the groundwork. 
before yeah. college. Like if you're trying to start that shit in college, it's you're gonna have a rough awakening. Have a backup plan. Have something to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why when I was competing rocket, you know, I was still attending college because like there very huge chance that I was gonna make nowhere and you know, here I am. I made it nowhere. But you know, the connections I made along the way and like the people that I met and uh you know the experience I get, wouldn't regret it. But I mean, at the end of the day, have have the experience or have the have backup plan. Can you really say that you haven't gotten anything? Because I, I think you're being a little bit dismissive. I think, I mean, I mean, sure, I don't know everything, but I'm sure you can still grow this. It's still in its infancy, bro. State stuff, the CRL stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, in, the, in that point, but I, I'm more talking about, like, playing at, like, a professional level. Where, oh. Where, yeah, in, in, the, in the state state stuff like stuff like this yeah i mean I'll, I'll still go at this but i'm i'm more talking about like the the connections and stuff i made trying to go professional in this game i you know i had a, a backup plan you know still attending classes passing that's you know don't go to college just to fail uh, you're just wasting your time and wasting your money yeah but at the same time yeah you definitely have a backup plan like reese is a good example he made sure that his finances were in, in order. He, he made sure that he was getting good grades. And then he was fortunate enough to take a year out, take a, take a year off of school and then focus on Rocket League. You know, it's not that you can give up everything, dedicate everything to something that you want. And because, you've so, because you have um, sacrificed so much, it's guaranteed. It's not like, oh, you've sacrificed this much. Now your your chance of success are 80%. It's, it's not like that. Make sure you have a backup. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that want to go pro in Rocket League, for example, or Valorant, or want to have a successful career. Have a backup plan. Please, just, just, just be logical. It's nuts. Cal. What's good, man? You sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just woke up. Well, oh, shit, it's 11. Oh, my God. Well, I've been awake for two hours. I have my coffee. but yeah, Coffee's overrated. Uh, well, I disagree. But... I love coffee. I fucking love coffee. <laughs> I just don't want people to drink it. I want to have it all. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Starbucks? Yeah. No, I have my own uh, coffee maker. Oh man, I ordered one frappuccino once and now everybody's making fun of me. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. It sounded it sounded delicious. I didn't know it was fucking watered down coffee with ice. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't I don't I never wanted to go to like coffee shop when I started drinking coffee. My dad had like a had the actual beans and he grinded down the beans and then sifted it through the shit. That shit's good shit. Do you uh do you like um southern american beans or arabian beans uh i'm more of a fan of the arabian beans hell yeah that's more strong that's more um uh, I, I call it more coffee like southern american ones just taste almost fruity it's weird yeah yeah got a weird taste to it i had yeah. uh i forgot the fucking name it was blue something blue blue tangerine or whatever the fuck it was called it was from uh, madagascar or ethiopia whatever yeah, I'd rather drink sewage water. It was so fucking bad. 
Oh my fucking god! I'll never have that again. Because I bought one of those. Um, what do you call them? French presses. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really good way to make coffee. Like it's really, really. It tastes so much better than your filter coffee or your pads or your Starbucks or whatever. I'd really recommend that to people. The, the French press is really cheap. It's like $10, I think. And then uh, like the coffee depends, obviously, which one you want. It's a really good way to get your coffee in the morning. Tried oh, that, yeah. and I was like, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. Disgusting. Oh, uh, Cal, you want to slowly wrap it up? Because I know you've got a very tight schedule. Yeah, I got fucking homework galore today, so get to have fun doing schoolwork all day. Well, I'm happy you made time for me, man. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, I was glad uh, you wanted me. So, Hell, uh, Honestly, right now, like I've had the same feeling with two, three other people. I would love to have you again, man. Yeah, th- th- this, is, this is fun. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what it's about. You got any socials? Anything else you want to promote? Like maybe your, your CRL, maybe the state stuff? Where can people find it? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll just promote my state stuff. So if you're interested, uh, I'll send you the link if it was well. But it's, I think it's just MN Championship Series. Twitter real quick. But yeah, we we stream all of our games uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, we've been on a couple week break for a lot of students to go to college and stuff and get settled in and stuff. Make sure they're all moved in, and then we're starting up this uh, this upcoming next week again. So. Thursday, Friday, Saturday on Twitch, MN Championship Series. Um, all of our ranks are generally champ and higher for the most part. So if you want to watch me play, I'll be playing on Saturday. Um, our team Can you give exact first. dates? Because the release date of the podcast is obviously not known. So when you say oh, yeah. next week. You're right. So we're, yeah, we're starting back up the 16th, 17th, and 18th of September. And then we'll be going up until uh, December. And we'll have our land finals in late december um i think the 18th let me, let me double check that but yeah our, our land yeah the 18th i believe so we'll, we'll have that streamed as well if you want to see the the only rocket league lands going on right now if you can just send me the links i'll put it in the description as well for the youtube viewers well there and they can just uh, use everything there all right thank you for coming here thank you for making time for me uh yeah, thanks for having Kyle. me Kyle, ladies and gentlemen 